Artane Podcast. Hey, Gengar Artane. I'm here to tell you about ABM Conversations, hosted by Yag Ganesh, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. His podcast helps B2B marketers and sales professionals explore strategies, tactics, and real experiments to drive revenue, customer engagement, and retention. He recently had an episode that fits right into our customer success sweet spot about how to create personalized content experiences in B2B SaaS, something that you all should check out. So go listen to ABM Conversations wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Gang Grow Retain. We are doing something slightly new, but Christy's out. She's having a, a good time with her team. They're getting together for the first time. I think she's been able to meet her entire customer success team. So I'm uh, excited for her to do that. Is that what she's doing? Yeah, they're out in That's San cool. Diego, I think. Oh, wow. Boondoggle. And um, yeah, so Jay and I are here and uh, we wanted to start recording a few things that are shorter in, in nature and continue to get back into actionable pieces of our kind of day-to-day work that we're doing. What are the things that we're working on? Uh, where do we think we're driving impact? And so... Um, I'm in the midst of building out a program for our advocates here at Higher Logic, and so figured we could talk through this a little bit. Jay can uh, kind of quiz me and poke at holes in real time, and we can try and see what we've got working. But I'll uh, I'll jump into this here in a minute. But Jay, how how are you today? How are we checking in? Oh yeah, we got to check in. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I've got a few things work wise that I'm overdue on, and it's starting to stress me out a little bit. So I, um, you know. I got to go take care of some business today, but, um, I'm doing, I'm doing, doing pretty good. Maybe, maybe a seven and a half out of 10. It's going to get cold here, you know, saw that. over the weekend. So that's unfortunate. It's been such a nice week here in Charleston where Jeff and yeah, I live. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, doing good. How are you today? Where are you? I'm good. I'm like a, uh, seven. Oh yeah. Seven or eight. I mean, I think oh. getting a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff's finally moving forward. And, um, and so you, you know, when you, I feel like when you can start to feel the momentum start to slowly pick up, you start to just get more energy and feel excited, you know, you kind of yeah. walk in and feel like stuff's getting done no matter what. So I think there's a lot I, of cool things in the horizon. I don't know if people know that listen to this, but Jeff has moved into marketing. I don't think we've That's told you, maybe we, we probably have mentioned that before, but Jeff's in marketing now he's director of brand at higher logic, which is cool. And, and also, as part of that, has taken over with his team developing our advocacy program. And so we thought it would be fun to talk through that today. Um, I will tell you this, we've been trying to get an advocacy program off the ground probably for a year plus. And it just, the, the, the tires weren't connecting with the road. And I think getting Jeff over into this role and, and getting it, having him get it started, we've made a lot of progress in just a very short amount of time. Was it been less than 60 days you've been enrolled yeah you've made a ton of progress so yeah i think it's going on four four or five weeks now so cool um yeah cool all right let's let's jump in um all right so i think one of the first things that we've had to do is um to go back and really start making sure that we could define essentially why we're building advocates and thinking about the motivations from their end. And so that's, I think we've always tried to do this, you know, in our work, Jay, before we joined Higher Logic, right? Is think about the customer lens first and making sure, does it make sense for them, right? How are you thinking about it in their, in their 
um, day-to-day life, right? And I think a lot of times what you, what tends to happen is maybe in an advocacy program, you kind of say, hey, we're just going to shower this person with gifts. We're going to um, just give them a lot of praise. And, um, you know, we'll just kind of do that over and over and over again. And, um, you know, that'll be great. You'll, you'll, you'll have an advocate. And I think what we're starting to realize is that it's nuanced, right? There's people who enjoy that part who say, yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love the swag, or I'd love a $20 gift card to Starbucks, or, Hey, I, you know, I'd love a Christmas gift. And that's how they appreciate things. But what we're also starting to realize is there are many things maybe that sit kind of alongside of an advocacy program that some might consider advocacy, some might not. And so I've started to pull in things maybe that you wouldn't necessarily think of, but I think of as key advocacy moments and things that we can deliver value to a customer. And so now we're trying to shape what that, that looks like and what that means from the customer lens. And so I've come up with five categories of what I'm calling advocacy motivations. Um, And so I'll run through those real quick. But the idea then is for us to, can we, can we build programs that essentially hit on a motivation? And then if I can figure out who uh, those people are that want to be motivated in those ways, then I can essentially invite them to those experiences um, and deliver something of valuable value to them. So um, five categories real quick that I'll just lob out there. Before you go into that, like, why is it important that we have advocates? What is this whole thing about when we say advocate? Is it brand? Is it true? Yeah. I think there's, uh, there's maybe a couple of things that come to mind. First, I think one thing that I found interesting recently is that there was a, um, a report that came out from HubSpot recently. This was, I want to say about two years ago that they came out with this. So, um, you know, kind of take the number with a grain of salt. But if you think about it, I mean, you know, multi, multi-billion dollar company. And they had a report that came out that said 33% of their revenue comes from word of mouth. And so if you inherently think about that right there, that's not, um, that's not coming from, uh, you know, a sales program that you're running. That's not coming from, um, you know, some sort of marketing scheme. It's not coming from some sort of, yeah, like SEO, right. That is coming from your current customers talking about the product they love, about why they enjoy it. And they're telling other people who are in that target market. And it's becoming this cyclical piece that just keeps happening over and over. And so that to me is one, that's a market motivation for me is that there are programs out doing this today that kind of shows us that this can be done. So HubSpot, you know, wildly successful company. The other reason that I think it's important for us is that we have two objectives here uh, right now about why we want to build advocates. And one is that we want to make sure that we can deliver the best engagement experience. And then the other one is we want to make sure that we can increase our market awareness and adoption of our solutions. And so um, inherently in those two things, if we can build an advocate program, they can hit on those two things, right? We can, we can improve and deliver a great engagement experience by having more advocates, by giving them more value. And then we can also, by doing that, we can increase our market awareness and adoption of our solutions because those advocates can go become voices out in the market for us, not only our team members, but our, our customers can go become voices in the market, build that awareness and therefore drive adoption of our product. And so I think there's that market lens, HubSpot's done it. Yep. You can see how it's done successfully. And then for us as a as a company, right? We have a co- company lens that says, hey, th- this is these two things are important to us. And we, we believe a strategy to achieve that is building an advocate program to help get those things done. Yeah, and it, it's interesting, Jeff, because we talk a lot about um, communities and what's happening in the buying cycle and the fact that people aren't 
they're not responding to the traditional marketing channels as well anymore because they're getting a lot of information before a sale even happens. So we talk about that in regard to marketing. We talk about it in regard to community, but <clears throat> these advocates are the people who are going to speak up for you in places that you don't have control over that you can't see. So it's like, it's doubly important. So for me, the advocate advocacy is a, is a pillar of customer success in that yes, retention, yes, expansion, but also we need our customers talking about us positively in the market. So this is such a critical program for us at higher logic, but also for, for every, every vertical SaaS company or every SaaS company period, who's trying to, to gain market share. Yeah. And I think that's, that maybe is a challenge that people have today, right? Is that it does actually bridge when you think about some of these advocacy moments or the activities, it actually bridges some marketing programs and some campaigns we might be running. Right. And so there is sometimes this overlap, then, then you're trying yeah. to figure out, okay, who owns what, right. That becomes, that becomes one of the operational things you have to figure out. Okay. Who owns doing a case study, right. Who owns getting right. that type of work done because that case study, although our team on the customer marketing customer advocacy side might own um, essentially harvesting that story on the flip side, that needs to be used out in the market, right? We, we can go harvest it, but then it needs to also be used. And so there is this again, kind of operational racy type matrix where I think a lot of people um, tend to brush those things off and just say, Oh, that's like, you know, uh, consulting speak. But then when you start digging down into some of these details, like you said, right, it's important for us to be in the market doing those things, but we first have to get the story. And then we have to pass the story and get it into the right hands from our marketing team to run a campaign against. We have to make sure our sales team knows it, our customer success team knows it. So there's a whole enablement piece too. So I think of um, teams that struggle because they're trying to figure out, okay, who owns what? And then they get stuck in this cycle of, okay, we all own it. And now it's all disparate. It's all in every, you know, customer success has their own sales, has their own marketing has yep. their own. I mean, as part of this exercise you know, I'll tell you, we went and interviewed about 10 of our sales reps to say, Hey, how are you engaging with advocates today? Where, you know, where are they? And, um, you know, for the most part, they're, they're kind of doing things through Salesforce. They're kind of looking for the right things. They're reaching out to our customer success team, but every so often, you know, it's kind of like the, Hey, you know, I've been selling for a long time. I've got kind of a list of my own people that I like to reach out to and, um, you know, ask, and yeah. that's great. We, you know, we want those relationships developed, but at the same time, not having that visibility is where it creates a lot of friction for us because maybe they reach out to a customer who at that moment might be unhappy. We haven't answered a support ticket or they reach out to a customer and, um, you know, real, they, they don't realize that that customer maybe gave us notice or, you know, maybe that customer has already been asked three times this month. And, yeah. uh, and so there's all these things again, kind of about the operational side about why we're trying to go tackle this challenge as well about building an advocate program and getting visibility so that we can operationalize it and standardize it in a way that is effective for our teams. But again, provide getting back to the customer, it provides a better experience, right? The customer knows when we're going to reach out to them about certain things regarding an advocate or becoming an advocate and, um, and therefore creating a better experience for them. They have more predictability. You know, they get excited about those moments instead of dreading those moments. So, uh, it all yep. kind of comes around that stuff too. Yeah. And, and these are our, in theory, our, our most ardent supporters. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so they should be treated with a white glove kind of, kind of handling. And, um, and yes, yeah, so it's really important not to, not to average track the usage and all that kind of stuff. I think the other, the other piece of this, you talked about the racy and I don't want to get too far off, off the topic here, but there's, you know, I think in smaller companies, the, the marketing team would just look at the, maybe the customer success team and say, Hey, we need to go recruit some advocates. Like go get that done, go get people to, to, 
to do the G2 thing and give us a review, right? When what's really helpful for a customer success team, and we've recently just done this, so I, I, I can attest to how helpful it is, is to have marketing or the customer marketing arm own the process, right? Of yep. like, okay, what is the campaign going to look like? How are we going to go recruit people into it? What, what do we choose? How do we choose to go target people to do these advocacy acts for us? And then have the CSM team be the the team that does the recruiting and, and puts the inputs into that process. But the process is managed by a team whose sole focus it is to manage the process. And luckily we have somebody to manage that process here, which is cool. Um, but it's a disconnect that I've seen. Everybody wants the advocacy work done, but somebody has to own the advocacy programs. And yep. typically CSMs are too busy to, to really go create and define that kind of program because they're managing accounts and you know doing all that, that kind of stuff. So anyway, it's been really helpful to be organized around it the way that we are, in my opinion. Yeah, the other the other thing that comes to mind um, as you think about that too is that a lot of we're not specific enough, right? We come to the customer success team, we say, "Who's doing something good?" And in that yeah. moment, right, whenever whenever you ask a question yeah. like that, that's so open ended, the customers they're thinking, "I can't think of anything," right? It, I mean, it happens to people every day in life where you're like, "Oh my gosh, what's the best restaurant in Charleston?" You're like, "Oh my gosh, I know a million, but so then I can't of think of yeah. one in the moment," right? Like. So the, the challenge too, and I think this is what we're starting to learn is um, it's not just saying, hey, who are our best customers and who are our advocates? It's saying, hey, let's get really specific and, and let's start to detail, okay, who's really great at, at this product or this outcome? Who, um, who's serving this market really well? Or who's, you know, who's, doing, who's done something like this? Um, and the more specific that we can get, then it hopefully triggers things where people can say, oh, I know three to five or four customers that might be doing that. And then it gives yeah. us, you know, somebody to go talk to. But I think that's the other thing, at least that I've been learning in the early weeks here is that of building this is that when you ask somebody that vast question, it tends to get stares and you're, and then they're like, <laughs> oh, I'll think of people later and I'll just like add them to a list. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's not going to get us anywhere. Right. Like we need to, we need to make sure that we can get specific so that people can immediately think of something and, and write it down for us. Well, I'll to your horn here a little bit too. I, I think use data, right? That's the other way to do it. Have it be a data-driven thing. So what you all did was you you started with the folks who had given us a high NPS rating over the past, what, six months or a year? Yep. yep. And that was a perfect pool of people and they were primed and ready to do it. We wrote a very, you wrote, you and your team wrote a very specific uh, set of emails, like a campaign that spoke that referenced the fact that they did that thing, it sort of closed the loop there naturally as well, which is cool. So I think that was a really helpful move to get this thing off the ground is like, let's use data that we already have. That way nobody has to come up with any creative ideas, right? It's just like the data says that these people are primed to be advocates. Let's go ask them to participate. Yeah. So, and I'll jump into these programs here in a minute, but you just triggered a thought, which was, yeah, we, I think sometimes people get paralyzed because they say we've been, running this, you know, we've been a business for so long, like, how can I, how can I go to kits? And I think you're not going to catch everybody, but can we go catch yep. 80, 80 to 90%? And so what we did, Jenny, who's on my team, what we did is we said, Hey, let's just go look at the past two years and let's just go put people on a list who have done anything that we would consider an advocate moment. And so that, that included things like doing a case study, being a reference call, doing a webinar for us, getting an um, award. Getting an award at our super forum. forum, Yeah. Um, Getting in a blog article. If we reference you in a blog article, we um, could call that out. If you, um, 
Uh, what was the last one that I was just thinking of? Oh, if you um, are a hug MVP, which is our, our community, if you're a, an MVP in that community, um, we're in essentially including you in there. If you've done a G2 review that we can um, link back to your account, then we are, are, so again, we just tried to, Hey, let's just go get as many people as we can. Right. We got, we got a, um, a large number of people on a list now. Um, and now we're starting to turn that from an Excel sheet that's manual into something that's more programmatic, but we, at least, like you said, we went and started with the data and that actually helped us shape these programs, right? We started to look, okay, what are the activities that people are doing and how can we start bucketing these things, um, to give them some motivation and some influence. So I'll list out the five programs real quick or the five key areas, um, of motivations that we're finding and that we're building around. So, um, leadership is one. So think about this as really building their reputation as a thought leader. So in the market, how can we help promote them? How can we get some visibility? It's really external that we're thinking about there with that leadership, um, motivation. I'm calling this six degrees. I might change it, but six, degrees, like that. six degrees of separation is like the idea. And it's really, how can we help them make connections and grow as a leader? So there's probably nothing more important in your career than knowing peers, understanding what they're doing, getting different perspectives of somebody who's in your role. And so how can we help do that as many times as possible? So six degrees of separation is kind of the thought with that um, motivation for people is getting them more connections. I, I once had dinner at a table right next to Kevin Bacon, just, just to <laughs> humble, humble brag a little bit. That was a humble brag, but six degrees made me think of that. It was in Memphis. <laughs> cool moment. Yep. I like, Kev I like, Hey, Kevin Bacon goes back. Getting your business running in ship shape isn't as easy as clicking a button, but it is as easy as implementing a CRM platform that's purpose-built for you and your business. Other CRMs can be cobbled together from disparate systems, but HubSpot is carefully crafted in-house for enterprise or scaling businesses alike. Its suite of operations and sales tools work together seamlessly so you and your team can focus on optimizing the customer experience. For all my ops folks out there, the Sandbox feature lets you test and iterate workflows, web pages, and integrations before going live so your customer user flow is perfected before it gets into production. For the sales teams, team email lets you turn customer emails into tickets or send them straight into your shared inbox, keeping everyone on your team in the know at all times. Learn how to grow better by connecting your people, your customers, and your business at HubSpot.com. Um, the third one is influence. So this is really actually, um, inviting feedback that can drive change. So I think about influences, how can they help us influence where we're going as a company, right? That's through yep. things like, um, becoming a hug MVP, or maybe we have advisory boards, advisory they're helping board. us, yep. um, maybe they're doing, you know, NPS and CSAT reviews, right? Like that's the type of influence that they can, they can have on us as a business, um, rewards and gifts. So how do we sell help them celebrate? Small, with a small token of appreciation, right? I mean, I think um, that's a part of, of a motivation is, is uh, those types of moments. And then the last one, which I think, I think this one may be the most obvious, but also is the one that we disregard the most. And I think it's because it's so easy to do that we assume it happens all the time, but it really doesn't. And so this is, I'm calling it gratitude. And what I mean by that is that we're giving them kind of small positive reinforcement around key moments. And we're just reaching out and having a connection. We're doing things. One example that I'll give, right, is we're, we just asked people to do a G2 review for us, um, you know, as part of a quarterly campaign and it went well. We identified a number of people who, who helped us do that. So I'm sending them, you know, a small 
little note that I'm sending, sending to them. And I'm, I'm CCing our, our CEO, Kevin on that. And Kevin is, he's jazzed about this. He wants to jump in and, and say thank you as well. Right. So he, but just think about, you know, small moment, but we're getting the CEO to, of our business to reach out and engage with, with our customer and saying, Hey, thank you. This means so much to us because, you know, this allows us to do X, Y, and Z in the market. And this allows us to do, you know, to do two better things for you and um, small moment. But I think yeah. it's something that people just forget about is like, oh, I, you know, we can do little things like that, that just give somebody a little bit more, um, a little bit more motivation. Oh man, the CEO reached out to me. That's great. Or, you know, we've got, um, I basically got our entire executive team on the hook to do these things. Right. So Jay might reach out to some people. Um, we're getting our chief people officer uh, to do some things. We've got our CMO, right. We've got people around the business that we can go do this. So leadership, six degrees, influence, rewards, and gifts and gratitude are the kind of five pillars, if you call them, I'm calling them motivations. And so now what our challenge is, is to go think about programs um, that we want to run. So um, if we have our hug MVP program, if we want to do G2 reviews or a case study, and then map those programs into those motivations. And so that we can then start to tie things together that says, okay, if somebody's doing a G2 review for us, that's in that leadership motivation. um, And we can log that in a certain way. And we can make sure we know um, when they do that. So it, it works that way for us. And then the other way is that we're going to go start engaging with all of our advocates, the people over the last two years that we've got on this list, we're going to go start engaging with them. And one of the key questions that we're going to ask is basically, hey, if you had to stack rank these motivations for you, um, what is at the top of the list, right? Do you care more about getting rewards and gifts than you do about leadership? Or um, do you know? Do you want more gratitude? That, or do you want six degrees, right? So um giving them the opportunity to tell us, Hey, what is important to you as you are on your leadership journey, as you're trying to grow your career and how can we help do that? And if we know those motivations, let's just take Jay, for example, Jay told us that rewards and gifts is at the very bottom of the list for him. Um, right. Then I'm not going to send him 10 gifts in the year, right? I might send him one gift, um, at the end of the year. That's really personal. That's really specific, but six degrees is really important to Jay. I'm going to find every opportunity to invite Jay to round tables, to network with other leaders, to give him opportunities to meet with our executive team. Like, so think about how we can then shape the program to meet some of the needs and motivations of our, um, of our advocates. If we know that, if we know that information. So, um, that was a long, long talk, but what, what are, what are your thoughts here? What are some of the things that are standing out? Uh, no, I mean, it's great. The one thing I was thinking, and this is like actually serving a a useful purpose for us too, because I think we're going to look at this stuff later with some other people. <laughs> yeah, it is. But um, I guess the thing I was thinking as you were walking through that, I love the, the idea of asking the customer, like asking the customer, like, how, how do you want us to engage? We, we think very highly of you. We'd love to bring you in closer to the business. What is that? What would good look like for you there? Um, because then they get to participate the way that they want to. Um, but I was thinking as you were walking through that, the, the way you ask those questions is going to be really interesting, right? The way you ask, yeah. like, are you, what would tell you that somebody wants to be a thought leader and wants to share their knowledge versus they want to network in the six degrees program or whatever. So I think, you know, whatever those questions look like, they need to be almost like indirectly go at the answer. <laughs> it's yeah. It, yeah. We were, we've been talking about that because I, I agree. I don't, I don't think we can necessarily just say, Hey, rank, like stack rank these, right. It's kind of like, um, it's almost like a personality test where you have to like ask an underlying question that gets yeah. at one of the motivations kind of thing. That's right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think we need to, to think about that. The other thing that we were kicking around as well is just, um, you know, does this create a moment for us even just to have a, a one-on-one conversation where we're asking these questions, right? We have 
let's just call it a couple hundred advocates, right? Which is yeah. not inconsequential, but at the same time, if we had a couple of people who could go do these types of interviews for us, could we tag team it over like a 30 day period and say, Hey, let's just go get engaged with all these people over a 30 day period and try and yeah. get this kind of personal moment. And then that just becomes an intake that we do as we get more advocates and it becomes more manageable because, you know, they'll become more of a steady drip right, right, right now. It's, it's hard for us because we're just doing this all in one big grab, but yeah. over time, maybe it becomes more of a steady drip um, as we go. And then we can manage that easier, but that little motivation becomes one of the key moments. It's like this introduction to the program. It becomes more substantial. It makes them feel like this is actually built out, um, you know, more than, than just throwing you gifts and rewards and those types of things. Yeah. The, the other thing that struck me as you were walking through this, and I know we got to wrap it up here, but, um, this is community. Like we talk a lot about community. Like that's what we think about a lot. It's what we're in the business of doing, but community and marketing and community and, and advocacy, it's all wrapped in together. And so these are your super users. They're your, your super, super duper ambassadors, right? And, and, and you always have that small group of people in a community and in a community, the other thing that it shows is something you just said is you want to build those one-to-one relationships because that's where the magic actually happens in a community, right? Is yeah. me being able to come to the community. I do get knowledge. I do see the, you know, all the great tools that a community can provide me, but it's also about making those one-to-one connections, right? That's where it really changes my career or my life in some way. So I just, the other thing that struck me is this is really every company should be thinking about their customer base as a community. And this is your super user group within the community, right? And, and you've got partners, you've got prospects, you've got other uh, customers that maybe aren't as devoted to you as these folks are, but, but the more you can think about your entire ecosystem as a community and how you cultivate that and drive it is, is really going to, it's going to help you, you know, sort of think about the, think about the, think about the community as a whole, your ecosystem yep. as a whole. Yeah. I think it's a good point. The, uh, the last thing, and then we can wrap it up. But the last thing I think, um, we mentioned this earlier, but you have a place to start today. So we, I just started naming things of areas that we're looking for advocates. And so, you know, if you feel like, I don't know where to start, I don't know how many we have, right. We called that a couple earlier, but uh, a couple earlier, but NPS promoters, CSAT promoters, right. Those are great yep. people to start with. Um, Jenny on our team, we were talking yesterday. She's like, I wonder how we can go get data for anybody who's had a great customer um, support experience recently. Oh man. Right? Yeah, we Just got even, that. I mean, we've, we've got our support team um, in such a great place. And it's like, we're having so many good moments. How do we just get those people? Uh, and we might not consider them advocates today, but I think from Jenny's perspective, she's saying, how can we at least know about those things so that over time, if they have one or two or three good moments, we can then reach out and say, Hey, you've had really good moments. How do we get you into this program? How do we get you excited? So I think it's a good one. We got uh, hundreds of those. I, I get those emails directly when they come in, like a good or a bad rating on a support interaction yeah. comes to my inbox and several other people's inbox. And I love to read those things. We have tons of them. So yeah. Not to, not to brag on ourselves, but we do. <laughs> Super Forum, which is our, our customer conference. So thinking about who's attended, who are award winners, who are speakers, yeah. um, who, who are uh, partners or champions of that. Um, higher logic submissions. So just submissions from our CSMs, from the customer teams, from professional services, you know, implementation, going to make it easy for those teams to identify those people and just raise their hand and say, Hey, I think I've got somebody who's doing great things, or, Hey, I've got somebody who I think would be a great advocate. Um, we mentioned our MVPs, which is part of our community, third-party reviews. We do a, a weekly office hours call for, um, two of our key personas. So hug connect is becoming something that we're going to start to pull in data on. 
um, podcasts. So, you know, are there people who have done podcast interviews for us? Um, have they come on and, and you know, been a, been a speaker as a yep. part of that? We mentioned a couple of earlier blogs, anybody who's doing written content, webinars, but like think about those people that are doing that. And you've got a list to start with. Um, and again, it just, and the early part um, sucks because it's like you're pulling together a manual list of people, but it's hugely valuable. You start to see a big piece. And like you said, now we've got a data set to work with. Now we're, yep. now we're starting to think before we went and automated, before we went and bought a tool, before we went and started to get way too down the technology route, we started with the data and said, okay, how many do we have today? What are they doing for us? How can we start measuring that and getting visibility? And now we're actually starting to use some tools internally to help us figure out the right next step. So um, just some areas for people to think about in terms of starting with, with advocates. So good. All right. We're over time. We got to go. Are. Yeah, I do. Uh, all right, cool. We talked about uh, advocates, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to start a program. Think about some of the motivations of the, the customer lens, where you might find some of these people inside of your um, customer base today. So I think it's a good one. I like yeah. the style though. It's like quick yeah. hit, 15, 20 minutes. So yeah, that's cool. Let's do more of it. All right. All we'll right. talk soon. Yeah. Have a good one. Hey, everybody. Jay here. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You know, this started as a labor of love for Jeff and I a couple of years ago, and it's really turned into a movement around customer success and community, and we couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of it. Um, we grow this by word of mouth, so we'd, we'd love it if you're willing and you find value in what you hear on this podcast. Leave us a rating or a review on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'll help us grow and, and provide value to more customer success professionals. Also, if you haven't yet, please sign up for Gain, Grow, Retain, the online community. It's gaingrowretain.com. You can meet other people, make one-on-one -on -one connections, share ideas, get ideas, grow your career ultimately. Um, be on the lookout also for live events, both in person and virtual this year. We're excited to get back to that. And thanks for being part of the community. We look forward to talking to you soon. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.